Tierney here making a special request on behalf of MASH Minute. If you have returned from deployment or you know someone who has and you're willing to help us out, make a voice memo of your story and email it to mashminute at gmail.com. If you've seen this movie all the way through to the end, you can probably guess where we'll be featuring these. Any questions, feel free to reach out to us at mashminute at gmail.com or in our usual social media places. Thanks, guys. The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome back to MASH Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film, and occasionally the TV show, one minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Megan Coleman. I'm Tierney, cheating on Robert Altman Steele. And I'm Pete the Retailer. That's, I, I should have a little thing to go with that, right? I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com or something. There you go. There, there we go. go. That's me. It's Hello. almost like you've said that before. It's almost like I've said that before a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> so I was telling Megan right before you hopped on that you are from Star Wars Minute and... Congratulations. It's all your fault that Megan's here. Thank you. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> over the past uh, 38 mi- or over the past 37 minutes, but I think she still believes it. Develop the theory that in every podcasting team there's one person whose idea it was and the other person who gets half an hour into a movie is like, "Wait, what are we doing? Why are we here? <laughs> this is a thing." Yeah, it's a uh, it's a weird experience that's hard to hard to convey fully but uh, yes. beforehand to, at least in words it's hard to explain sometimes to other people yeah wait this is a whole podcast genre and i say yes yes it is <laughs> you missed uh someone in a different podcast genre mentioned it and their <laughs> co-host was like wait that's a thing he goes oh yeah no it's a whole a whole thing they they do it with you know like star wars and stuff and i'm like fist pumping in the middle <laughs> of the subway <laughs> like that's our thing that's our thing <laughs> For those who weren't doing the math when I slipped right there, this is minute 38. It starts with people singing Hail to the Chief, and it ends with Duke making a joke about Dr. Shingles. It get, we'll, we'll get there, but like we'll I, there. I, I don't get it. I don't think he needs to uh, quit his day job. But <laughs> this is the infamous Trapper John has been made chief surgeon. And now we are going to celebrate. Yay! <laughs> I love the way it starts, that it seems almost like Dickensian with, is that radar looking in the window? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just seems like there's, you know, like, I, I almost feel like it's just going to get left outside all winter or something. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh poor radar. No, he comes into the tent, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yep. it's good. I think it's weird that, I mean, radar is leading into the tent. Well, he's excited, sure. He's kind of in charge of this. Well, he's not in charge of anything, but (laughs) (laughs) he's keeping the party going. He's responsible for stuff while not necessarily being in charge of it. I wish he had his little on the show. He would like put the gauze pads under his headphones and wear his headphones around to keep warm in the winter. Mm. 
Oh, Radar could have been a podcaster. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> From if this was a modern day thing, he would totally have his podcast that he would be doing. I love that idea. I think we need to work on this, Megan. <laughs> I think we need to work on some kind of, yes. I sense a weekend edition of our very own. <laughs> you need some Bluetooth headphones. And, who, has um... the, who has the best Radar impression? Oh. And as Megan hinted, because we're both hinting all over the place, we talk about the movie one minute at a time. We've watched 11 seasons of a TV show multiple times, so it's, it, it's bound to come up. It kind of sneaks in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm far more familiar with the TV show. I've seen the movie, you know, a, a couple of times maybe, but it's, you know, the kind of the language of it in my head. When I think of MASH, I think of the show mm-hmm. first. And I think that's, you know, for a lot of people who grew up with it always being on in reruns and and or originally and everything i think to be fair robert altman it was the only person who thought of the movie first even donald (laughs) sutherland was like oh right uh, cool the movie sure i'll talk about the movie (laughs) (laughs) i was just talking to the batman bat minute whatever they are guys uh, about Michael Keaton saying, oh, it doesn't matter who they cast as Batman because I always know I'm Batman. Like, oh, you think that's how Donald Sutherland feels about Alan Alda? And I was just like, no, no, I don't. No. <laughs> he said so many other things, too. That Yeah, I think Donald Sutherland's doing fine. It would be interesting yeah. to think what Donald Sutherland thinks of himself as, though. But Like, which character always comes to mind. But right. Man, I wonder if we can get Donald Sutherland. Although it would also be interesting to have Alan Alda as Batman. <laughs> oh my gosh! But like in like in his prime, like this, you know, like seventies, early eighties, Alan Alda. Oh man! Oh, He's oh, absolutely man. not getting a haircut. The hair is staying right. Hawkeye's no. yeah, hair, totally. just totally. under the bat cowl <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great mental image. <laughs> <laughs> This is beautiful. So I guess before we get into the party, I always ask our guests kind of where MASH fit into their lives. And 99% so far have said it was just on. I was alive. It was the 80, 70s and 80s. And the other 1% have been like, I've never seen this before and I hate you now. <laughs> so where would you say you fall in that? How did you discover this this wonderful world of Korea but not? It was always on. I remember my parents liked it. You know, it was kind of appointment television at the time. God, I miss that. I remember parts of, like, watching parts of the finale, like, kind of bubbled through it. Like, I watched the finale live, I guess, when it was on. And I I vaguely, you know, when I went back and watched the finale again a couple years later, I was like, oh, I remember seeing this on TV and it didn't make any sense because I was really young. (laughs) Uh, But now it makes sense. So that, yeah, then that, and I remember the, I clearly remember the uh, poster art being a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I remember seeing it in the video store and seeing, I think somebody had a, like one of my neighbors had a poster of it or something like that. And like that, that kind of image was, was, uh, was huge. And then uh, eventually say, saw you the sound movie. like you were about the age that you were basically, you know, yeah, statuing it. <laughs> so Yeah, it was... I can't remember when I saw the movie itself first. It was it was later, probably in my twenties, which is probably appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a lot better. Yeah. yeah, I saw it in high school, and that's not inappropriate. But I also made my own little, you know, Mage M Houlihan knock before entering sign and brought it with me. <laughs> like that probably 
was right. a bridge too far. I also had olive khaki pants and a white button-down shirt that I would wear open over a black shirt. So it was almost like I was dressed like her, uh, like like <laughs> as if it was a lab coat, but it was just a button-down. <laughs> oh. Oh, now that I think about it, I get why I didn't have as many friends in high school, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> and it's not even like, oh, it was 1982 and it was just a little weird. I mean, this was like the Backstreet Boys were a thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of Major Houlihan, I will give her a completely fair concern of when they enter the tent. She, I mean, she says Blake has gone out of his mind. Whatever. That's her opinion. But is that going to go on all night? <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like the two party poopers. <laughs> yeah, which, you know. It makes sense, but. Uh. Somebody's got to be concerned with law and order, or regulation, whatever. Or the, the way things should be. The way things should work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was, the, I was impressed with the, like, how many verses they had for the song. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of kept going and they had a fresh rhyme for each verse. And I was like, wow, that's, that's impressive. Because it seems, almost, you know, sloppy enough that it seems almost, like, improvised. But then it's so obviously not. It just, it, I was trying to piece together the whole thing. I do love the idea that someone had to sit down and write these out at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you guys read the book? Yes. Does any of that, maybe, like, did part of it come from the book? Who knows? Ooh. I can't remember if... It doesn't ring any bells. It definitely isn't... I mean, there definitely was a celebration and a party when... Right. Yes, but you know chief, how in, but... like, James and the Giant Peach or the other old doll books, it always has, like, the songs kind of set oh, aside? I mean, there yeah. definitely right. wasn't anything like that. I don't mm. think so, but I also listened to it as an audiobook, so... Oh, oh, mm. Sorry. Well, I read it years ago, but more recently I listened to it as an audiobook. And it was quite good. That would be an interesting way to do that. Not every book works as an audiobook for me. No, but... no. But the narrator was, he was fabulous. I can't remember yeah. his name, but he was really, yeah. I mean, there were parts of it where I was like, ooh, yeah, I hope I don't have this too loud while I'm sitting in traffic. <laughs> so the people next to me are like, what the heck is that girl listening to in her Ford Fiesta? But <laughs> most of the time it was good. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm just never going to get over the fact that we made a priest watch this movie. And he's like, oh, yeah, there were parts I really hoped my mom didn't walk in. And I'm just like, <laughs> I didn't I didn't even think that through. I regret I'm, I'm, all I'm so of this. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he had wonderful insight. He, it yeah. was a he really great did. guest. But man, did I feel icky <laughs> when I realized that. It's like, this is what people are watching. <laughs> That's why there's confession, right, Terry? Right. <laughs> I know. You're, you're all good. Yeah, except then I'm going to end up explaining right? what Movies by Minutes podcasts are to a priest. And oh, you know yeah, what? I that, don't need that. That, that, that might be too much, depending on the age of the priest. Yeah, not to be <laughs> discriminatory, but... This is a great party. We're all having fun. And then my boy blows it. <laughs> because <laughs> Trevor oh, John yes, making that joke. All right, fine. But Duke volunteers Scorch for sex. <sighs> My notes say, Duke, don't, you a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> what well, it seems like within the group, it's a fairly, and, and again, there's not, I'm not looking to, I'm sure there's a lot of nuance going on here and I'm all, you know, I, I know uh, I'm, I'm 
fully uh, I agree with you in that there obviously needs to be agreement between these between the, <laughs> any, any adults participating in anything yeah. within this but it, it at least within the group there does seem to be a little kind of you know like oh we're all we're all in this yeah. we're all having fun in this same way to a certain extent Scorch just smacks him and it's fine and everyone moves on <laughs> yes, I yeah, and it's not, you know, again, I'm not defending that in in that way, but it it does seem it's it's less uh it, it's it's a little bit because they're closer. It it's mm-hmm. a little bit like, ah, oh, that's like disappointing, but it it's not as kind of outright as than what it what it leads up to with Hot Lips where it's like Yeah. outright harassment. Yeah. Well, yeah. like Scorch knows to expect it almost in a way and she's like, "Yeah, knock it off." And they're like, "Okay." And then yeah. he goes after Hot Lips and Who's not actually hot lips at this point, right? So, oh, Margaret. Oh, we're getting closer, oh, though. We're getting closer, though. Oh, we're getting but, closer. Oh, they okay, zoom closer. in on her face, dun, and dun, there dun. they are. And then they are. She just gives him, like, the death stare. <laughs> oh, man. The best death stare ever. Like, Although, just, just don't. Is there like, a tiny smirk in that, or am I crazy? Um, hold on. Go back. Go back. Look at that. I wanted her to go full Captain Marvel on him because this is the whole (laughs) smile, baby. And if you had just like whatever, he would have moved on. You know, if she had responded in any way, Trapper John wouldn't have continued this, I guess. Like it becomes a challenge that he feels he needs to escalate. (laughs) And I, I do like that she and Burns, they legitimately try to ignore this. Yeah. They really, I will give credit where it is due. They try and, you know, they roll their eyes to each other and then they go back to what they're doing. But he just keeps pushing it. And I really want to see her like she needs a map to flick down and then just own him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting, you know, good little microcosm of the dynamic in a sense. (laughs) These guys are having fun. (laughs) And then these guys are are more serious, and and even within the fun, there's different levels. But then this to to kind of outright like this is this is why they're upset. Yeah, and I for all that the noise continues around them, it does seem like everyone kind of realizes like, yo, you went too far. (laughs) I I know it's the Zoom doing that to us, but. Even so, there you kind of get the feeling that like this whole time. T- I mean, if they were middle schoolers, they'd be going, "Oh, <laughs> oh no, you didn't." And I will say, although it is misogynistic language, although I, one of my favorite jokes in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is a bitch, a female dog. They're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, this line that he gives her with the fire in her eyes. I mean, deep down in Trapper John's, does he like love hate her? Is there a kernel of... I mean, obviously, he started this to mess with her. Right. But but how much would he love to have her clothes taken off and brought to him? <laughs> oh, God, this movie is terrible. <laughs> we brought I, I think he legitimately ourselves. would like that. And it, I, because it's not a, you know, it is it is kind of a conquest thing. I'm, I'm a, totally. So that, like, mm-hmm. not only is it kind of forbidden fruit, as it were, but it's also like, I don't know, maybe he does see the, like, if, if we can extrapolate kind of, you know, the full shared universe of, uh, you know, movie, TV show, etc. Maybe he can, he can understand who she eventually becomes, in a sense. I just don't think you bust out the word sultry unless you're feeling something. Right. And and he's reading the defiant, you know, the fire in her eyes. I mean, that's I don't know. 
That's why I thought it was so interesting that you're like, oh, does she smirk? I'm like, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> this minute could have gone totally differently. <laughs> I don't know if she really smirks, but she definitely like, well, I don't know. Maybe that's just the fire that I'm, I'm seeing in her yeah. eyes. She kind of does that thing where she kind of like is looking straight at him and then kind of looks down, looks back up and then turns around. But yeah. Right. Like, oh, you know what it is? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That that smirk is for her where she's just like, oh, I'm going to destroy you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like you. And now I really don't like you. I'm like Donkey Kong, even though obviously (laughs) she wouldn't say that in 1951. (laughs) No, no, that'd be awkward. Everyone'd be like, what's wrong with you? We don't know what she did after the war. She's already very near Japan. Maybe she works for Nintendo now, is all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Prove me wrong! (laughs) Well, do you think that part of it, too, is that, like, she's with Frank and everyone hates... Everyone loves to Mm. hate Frank. It's, like, everyone's favorite person to hate. Like, he's just easy pickings, so to speak, when it comes to that. And, like, why would someone that pretty and, you know, that smart kind of end up with someone who doesn't know what he's doing as a doctor and is mean to people and oh god the fact that she is so smart because when she and hawkeye got into that fight earlier the the one that led up to he was drafted oh yeah yeah, yeah. that one i think she is defending frank more than 50 percent out of you insulted me fine like i'm gonna take frank's side even though you're technically right like <laughs> I, I, why does she end up I know, with Frank? I, I mean, I, I know, know it's because she can control him, but still. Still. Yeah. Well, and it's in, you know, she's in the, not the throes, but she's in that, you know, she's in the zone there. I feel like I've, uh, not just, you know, in a relationship status, but I feel like sometimes I've defended stupid things yeah. <laughs> because, of, because of friends. That's fair. And she immediately glommed onto this guy. I would love to see... Houlihan and Burns' first meeting after, because she sees the punch. Hmm. And that's what makes her decide she does not like Trapper John. But so she just immediately is like, I'm going to be best friends with this guy. (laughs) I mean, I guess friendships are formed quickly in this world, but I just smashed (laughs) it. I just want her to have a little bit more sense of it, where she could. She could be friends with him, and that could be fine, but she could also be... Because in the show, they let her say a few times, Oh, yeah. Frank's not actually that good a doctor, or I know Frank is very dumb. <laughs> I'm or just least, defending him. Or at least admit that he's challenging, reasons. right? Like, he's not everyone's cup of tea. Right. He's there. Although, I'll never, never get over the line. I forget which episode it is. It would have to be... Season five, when when they're packing up Burns' stuff and she comes to get her, you know, she wants her stuff back. Oh. And she's married to Penobscot at that point. And they go, well, you know, Frank is no Donald. And she goes, in some ways, Donald is no Frank Burns. Oh, that's right. You know, saying that, you know, she has good memories with him, even though he was an idiot and... (laughs) You know, some women like a guy they can beat up. I'm just saying. Not that they would. Just, you know, that you could. Right. <laughs> and her dynamic with Trapper is totally different. So I I like that little exchange of... Is it an exchange of Zooms? I gotta go back and watch this exchange of Zooms. That seems like a very Robert Altman thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Zoom. Zoom. Different Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> People talking in a Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> 
this is one of the minutes where the uh, person doing closed captioning on this movie gave up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. It's rare. I mean, we have said it before. This person, there should be a special Academy Award for the people who did closed captioning for Robert Altman movies. <laughs> yes. But this is one where I, I can't make out the rest of a line of the song and neither can the subtitles. No, it's just like forget it. <laughs> yeah, I would just say indistinct or something like that or yeah. continues singing continues. Yeah, like yeah. That. Chattering, loud chatter. Right. <laughs> just, I can't handle it. Words. Oh, you're doing so well. You're doing <laughs> so well. You're doing so good, caption person. We appreciate you. <laughs> and Megan, you're lasting through a Robert Altman movie and I am really proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Dashville. It was, and uh, what's that last one he did with Lindsay Lohan? That was a trip too. Prairie Home Companion? Yeah. Huh. I got MASH, a vague recollection of Popeye from my childhood, mm. and Gosford Park, which I only paid uh, attention to because my family was in service back in the day. <laughs> I don't think I saw that one. Hmm. Totally. I need to, I'm, I'm worried about revisiting Popeye because I, I'm worried it won't hold up. It sounds interesting. I know some people who are really into it and we've had some guests who say that's their favorite. So yeah, I don't know. I'll see. I'll update you guys when I, if I, if I go back <laughs> yeah. to it, because I've you listened gotta... to the soundtrack a lot, not mm. a lot, a lot, but more, I've listened to the soundtrack a lot more times than I've, than I've watched the movie in the past couple of years. And at least mm. that'll carry me through it. That's a good point. I think if you approach it as an experiment, it'll be easier because mm-hmm. that way things that disappoint you, you'll you can just very detachedly in a detached manner <laughs> sit back and be like, "Ah, that did not work." Or, you know, <laughs> instead of feeling like your childhood has been destroyed or whatever people complain right. about these days. Nobody's that. I mean, maybe they are. No, but nobody's got that much passion for Popeye to begin with, right? Or is there am I wrong? Mm. Are there people who are just like Are there people? Okay, actually, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I, mean, have, I don't know if you've, you know about the hubbub with uh, Nancy, the comic strip? Oh, it sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, like somebody new took it over last year, maybe. They, they are doing amazing work that is a lot more like kind of the original Ernie Bushmiller stuff. But mm-hmm. there's people who have been really into the like kind of generic stuff that has been cranked out over the last, I don't know. <laughs> like 40 years yeah. uh, or more that and like they were you know they felt like there was some kind of you know narrative continuity and stuff like that and they were all just kind of <laughs> trashing this new cartoonist uh, and 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 the work that she was doing and you know, meanwhile it's it's fantastic yeah. but there's people who are like diehard nancy enthusiasts who are just like what is this is nothing like well you know what the what was going on like why is aunt fritzy doing that and i'm like come on dude <laughs> Your writer died for Nancy. I need you to look at your life decisions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, of of course, I'm not in the position to criticize anyone considering that I spend, you know, six months out of the year talking about each individual minute of Star Wars. (laughs) I've devoted an awful lot of time to crazy fan passion. So, hey, if you want to go nuts about Nancy, go for it. (laughs) Oh, nuts about Nancy is such a beautiful alliteration (laughs) to it. The podcast analyzing that should definitely be called that. Oh, totally. I was going to say, we'll definitely find out who are the Popeye enthusiasts. We'll find out. Right. I had people warning me because I've done Movies by Minutes podcast before, but they were pretty small, pretty self-contained. And some people were warning me like, hi, when you take on something that's bigger, you're going to get a lot more attention. And... <laughs> 
bunch of it's gonna not be good. <laughs> yeah. So when you were saying that with the new Nancy, I'm just like, let's just stop putting art out into the world. That'll make everything <laughs> fine. <laughs> Speaking of art, right. yes. stand-up comedy is an art form. Yes. <laughs> See. It, what am I missing here? This, this joke at the end. <laughs> it's a quality joke it, because it's a it's it's multiple meanings here. <laughs> because there's you know the the uh, it's not colloquialism, but like kind of one of the definitions of shingle. Like if mm. you like you know like the little sign out that you would put out in front of an office, say like if you had a prof- like an office like a doctor or a lawyer or something, you would have a shingle, which would be like you know like doctor so and so indicating that it's your office. And so it's a shingle, but so it's like doctor, you forgot your shingle, but it's also yeah. the colloquial term. I don't know what's the what's the uh, language situation in the, on this show. I forgot to ask that before. We oh, that um, we beep the really bad ones, but have okay. at it. <laughs> All right. Well, it's not that bad, but the, the, uh, the colloquial, uh, like apparently the in, uh, in-house nickname for that particular meal, because it's, what is it? Corned beef on toast or something like that. Yeah. Is a yeah. shingle. Hash. <laughs> so, and then doctor, you forgot your shingle. It's like, so it's like, you, you know, it's a thing that a doctor would have, but so it's a, it's a quality joke if a little bit labored. <laughs> and so she had just been served that mm-hmm. and then left without it uh, in exasperation. I feel like I need to get an audience clapping. Like, <laughs> what's the insert for standing ovation? Because <laughs> I, like I said, I watched this when I was like 15, 16. I didn't know what was happening. Just get to the next scene so I can see people make out. <laughs> yeah, I did. Only got that just now. This uh, the joke. I'm, it's not. I hadn't been sitting on that for a while. But. <laughs> just waiting for just your waiting. chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to look up, and of course now it's buried, and I can't find it. But the uh, person who explained the SNL cowbell sketch. Oh, right. And on Twitter, oh. and I absolutely love because the first tweet is like, "I can't believe I have to do this, but here we go." And then it's like. <laughs> 20 tweets step by step of wh- oh, how that oh, joke works. I just works. found it when I just put in countdown on Twitter. <laughs> it's quality. It is quality. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> when we were on uh, Into the Night Minute, we plugged a bunch of things where I'm like, go to this type of Twitter and you'll learn so much, but also there will be so much snark. Enjoy. Yes, please watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Librarian and historian Twitter is not for the faint of heart at times. <laughs> you have been bored. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad because it, it's just and and I couldn't tell who does the ew. I'm like it's literally dripping. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think I would have found that a lot grosser before I had a kid. Whereas now I feed a one year old dinner and it's just like yeah sure. <laughs> sure that can just be wherever it needs to be. Did some of it go in his mouth? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're shoving it in my mouth. Thank you. <laughs> oh, isn't that wonderful? I always love it. Like, no, I don't. No, I don't want your weird oatmeal. No, that's, that's for you. <laughs> Just oh, sure. Whatever. He's only one. He can't stop me. His new favorite thing is if he doesn't want something, he takes it out of his mouth very carefully, holds it out to me. Waits till I put out my hand, puts it in, and then waves goodbye at it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> oh, hold on. See, my kid just like flings it away. <laughs> Mine doesn't. Ha- so far, hasn't encountered stuff that he doesn't like. I don't think oh. so. It's he'll eat almost anything so far. That's it. Yay! 
which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's. I'm taking advantage of it now. Yeah. The younger one, the older one, won't eat anything except you know mac and cheese <laughs> at this point. But yeah, that's what we learned uh, yesterday. Turns out toddlers like hot dogs and hate vegetables. This is obviously breaking nutritional information mm. <laughs> that no one's ever garnered before. <laughs> Shocking. The next time something's lumpy, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe break out some toast. <laughs> <laughs> Sop it up with toast. <laughs> I will say, I stayed with a friend in England, and we had beans on toast after a big night out, and it's the best thing in the world. Oh, yeah. It's like all that sodium, right? That's what you need when you're drunk. Sodium. <laughs> it's a good time. It is. I'm not. I'm not knocking yeah. it. I always. Want, a- I always want melted cheese, and cheese is salty. So it's the same idea. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. body being like, I need calcium and I need salt. Stack. <laughs> <laughs> So electrolytes and water would be good too, but I really need salt now. <laughs> we'll figure out hydration later. <laughs> yeah, we'll hydration later. Just give me the salt. <laughs> okay. I think there. This is. Oh, I did have a note though that uh, they've graduated to champagne, aka oh. ginger ale that knows somebody. Oh yeah. They pop a bottle when they come in. That's right. They've graduated from PBR. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm also wondering how hard Follow was it back. to get champagne on the front in those days? Oh, yeah. I didn't really look into that. That just occurred to me now. How many times have I seen this movie? But... Yeah. I mean, based on the... I think they do that kind of thing in the show a lot, right? Where it's like they exchanged something for something else from somebody who's oh, going, yeah. coming mm-hmm. back from Japan. From Yeah. Yeah. Generals have access to this sort of thing, so... Right. And uh, remember, he couldn't make Trapper John Chief Surgeon for at least a week, so they've had time to plan the party. Oh, this oh, yeah. is true. Yeah, they've had time to, to do their backhanded deals and bribery and whatever else you need to do to get multiple bottles yeah. of champagne. <laughs> this might have actually backfired on <laughs> him. Yeah, might have, he might have just been like, okay, fine, just do it, whatever. That's <laughs> the most Henry thing ever. Oh, good, we have more time to plan the party then. Oh, good. <laughs> Poor yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. There's going to be plenty of beer still to come. Right. Oh, yes. I just, I like their... Uh, and gin. It'll be fine. Their fanciness. I, I love all the stories of the explorers around the turn of the century before the millennium turn of the century. I hate living in this timeline. Uh, with all the explorers who would, you know, they're, they're going up across the unexplored, the primitive lands, who knows what they'll encounter. And then you read their packing list and it's like 14 cases of champagne. <laughs> My great grandmother's fine china. <laughs> the most ridiculous. It's going to be too cold the North Pole. You're not going to need it. <laughs> Well, maybe you need the booze, but I don't know about yeah. China. <laughs> there you go. They're just trying to keep warm. <laughs> China's not going to keep you warm. <laughs> Anything else for this minute before I unleash Pete the Retailer on the movie MASH? <laughs> I'm just glad you brought up the book, because I feel like no one else has really, like, remembers there was a book. <laughs> it made me very happy, so thank you. <laughs> Well, I love finding out that there were... Uh, this also has... Uh, I mean, it's more common knowledge, though, but recently I went off on a, a little mini tear with some some friends about the songs that you don't know have words, but they do. <laughs> but then this, so within the movie, you get the words, but then the... I don't know. I think it, because it's more common as a TV show, it came up as one of those mm-hmm. things that, uh, oh, yeah, there's, there's words to this. Because we were talking about there's words to the... The one that kicked it off was the theme song to Buck Rogers in the 25th century. That song has words. Really? And, uh, yeah. Talking about a whole bunch of uh, different occurrences and MASH came up. So, 
I just love the I'm joking, but also kind of bitter. But I swear it's okay. <laughs> but I'm still really upset whenever Robert Altman would talk about how his son ultimately made more money off MASH than he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because even though they didn't use his words, they still had to license it as part of the song. So he got royalty. He's probably still getting royalties every time it <laughs> airs. Yeah, and Altman took the flat fee. So hmm. it's one of those who knows what could have been things. I, actually, And I just read uh, Carrie Fisher's The Princess Diarist. And it's so funny because she's like, people can't believe I didn't get points first. She's like, I wasn't getting offered points at that <laughs> point. Like, no way. I was a kid. <laughs> But yeah, I I always let our guests say, you know, we don't worry about spoilers, anything that you say, well, this, let's face it, this minute is kind of a perfect little microcosm, but if there's anything you would feel remiss if you didn't talk about being on MASH Minute, (laughs) the floor is yours. Oh, um, boy. I'll take you off the spot a little bit, and uh, over the TV show is fine too. Who is your favorite character? It would fluctuate. Oh, well, I can talk about... I've. This has come up on my show for some reason from time to time, but I will <laughs> say that I had the pretty much the entire line of mash toys i had all the action figures and the playset and the helicopter and ambulance and all that mm-hmm. wow and that was that was a, a weird uh, association you know with star wars a lot of times people think of uh, you know they're they're like oh the toys are a big part of it and with me like the toys are weirdly a big part of mash but then they would also get mixed in with star wars and gi joe and, and <laughs> So there would be kind of crossover oh. stuff, but I'm the person who always hops into the listener society because someone will post like, "Why do they bother making toys of Mash? What kid would want that?" I'm like, "I would have loved that." I would have yeah. loved that. <laughs> I did have a toy helicopter, so there you go. <laughs> well, you have, the, you, you have the Hawkeye, right? I do. I do. I have the Hawkeye. Uh, he's been on many adventures since we're all old enough to drink now. So. <laughs> That was a fun evening. It was. That was a great party. That was a great party. We got absolutely wrecked. We watched the pilot and five o'clock Charlie, and then we dangled my Hawkeye action figure off things. Oh, nice. It's a good time. It was a good evening. <laughs> Do that again. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, we can we can make those plans off mic. See? We watched a party, now we're planning a party. We there just can't help ourselves. It's contagious. It's contagious. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think we should probably wrap it up. Let's all get our fabulous Uncle Sam hats on and get ready to head back outside. (laughs) So if you're listening to a Movies by Minute podcast, you probably already know about Star Wars Minute. Just on the off chance that somehow you have stumbled into this world backwards, be, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell that maybe one person in the world how to find your show? <laughs> uh, well, StarWarsMinute.com is, uh, is the place to go for that. It's, it's kind of like this, except for Star Wars. And it's uh, <laughs> we've got a lot. If you've listened and you like it, there's good news because we've got, you know, like six years of back catalog. <laughs> We've got seven movies for you to listen to, plus some specials and all that stuff. So I'll never forget. I started on uh, Attack of the Live with Attack of the Clones. Oh wow! And and people were just like, why? Why would you jump in now? But I I will say this for what is generally considered the weakest movie 
in the entire story saga, whatever we're calling it now, the fact that that's the season that got me hooked was like, yeah, it's a pretty good sign that there's something to this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that you stuck with it I, from from jumping in at that because we almost didn't make it through that season. <laughs> I also took a like weird enjoyment out of listening to Tom Taylor analyze the Temple of Doom and slowly lose his will to podcast <laughs> over the whole season. So I think there is there's definitely a like is voy- voyeuristic has intentions that I don't mean to make, but there's there's some like I shouldn't be enjoying this as much as I am, but I'm listening to you suffer. But about Star Wars and Indiana Jones, so it's gonna be okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it got better. <laughs> It gave me things to appreciate in that movie, so kudos. And then there's moviesbyminutes.com has links to, God, everything. <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty out there for your ears if this was not enough. We have mashminute.com, stole that. And we have a Facebook group, just like Star Wars Minute, probably less members, I know we record in advance, but I'm going to assume we don't have 2,000 plus people in our group by the time this airs. But it's a great place to discuss theories, come up with backstories. Tell us that you really like Popeye, you know. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make the case for Popeye, start Popeye Minute, you know, get in touch with me. I'll hook you up with the Minute Makers group. But we also understand not everyone's on Facebook, and that's okay. You can find Star Wars Minute. I think it's just Star Wars Minute all the way out on Twitter, right? On Twitter, yeah. And then you can fight the Instagram algorithm to find the Star Wars Minute on there. Yeah, it's a long story, but we had, I don't know. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. A a famous (laughs) rock star with a slightly different spelled name contacted me and was like hey have you ever been to any of my concerts and i'm like well you're not you're not this person then they're fine (laughs) they're not (laughs) having to ask their instagram followers that question right and we're on twitter and instagram at mash minute so there's plenty of ways to get in touch with all of us with your questions theories sudden realizations of what a joke means after 20 plus years All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. I keep wanting to say Pete the retailer all the way out. Like just saying Pete does not sound right in my mind. It's all right. Yeah, I need the, it's like the Star Wars minute. I need to be Pete the retailer. Otherwise it gets confusing. Oh, thank you. Pete the retailer. Thank you, Megan, the co-host. Megan and Megan and I will be back tomorrow with another episode of Mash Minute. Thank <laughs> you.